good afternoon. We're glad to have this opportunity for a little Facebook Live uh, conversation. I'm here with Paul Wilkerson, who works with our small group in discipleship ministry. Uh, Paul is also uh, one of the apologetics uh, gurus on our staff, uh, has a real heart for uh, talking about uh, the meaning of the faith and how we talk about the faith and how we can explain that to our culture. So uh, Paul's a lot of fun to have around, and uh, he's a lot of fun to catch in the hall and, uh, and, and have those impromptu conversations with him, which is what I'm going to do to him right now. That's right. Okay, we've been, uh, we've been preaching on, uh, on those first opening chapters of Exodus where uh, God calls Moses and, and then the plagues. Uh, and, of course, the first, the first question of the plagues are is how could a good God do such mm. mean things uh, to poor little Pharaoh. And if you're not careful, Pharaoh ends up being a victim That's right. of, uh, of God's uh, anger rather than, uh, than someone who opposed God and got what was coming to him. So, so out of those, give me, uh, give me one or two takeaways for uh, somebody in the postmodern culture. Yes, I think one, uh, we got to talk about justice and God's justice, and we shouldn't as Christians shy away from that. This was Habakkuk's problem. He said, how on earth, you as a just, holy, righteous mm-hmm. God, how dare you use the Assyrians to judge your people right, when they're yeah. the worst people in the universe? <laughs> of all the people. Right. So yeah. it's, we have a good history as the people of God for asking those sort of questions, and we ought to be prepared and ready to defend it and talk boldly about it. I think uh, you did a good job, as well as all of our teaching pastors, as I listened to their sermons, keeping the cosmic battle in the forefront mm-hmm. of the plagues is that what the Lord was doing was demonstrating to both Pharaoh and all of the people of Egypt that their gods right. and what they worship were not real because yeah. they couldn't stop the one true God of Israel mm-hmm. from doing what he was doing to the Nile, to the frogs, to the nets, and so forth. And even Well, the the yesterday's, yesterday's text was, and I will bring judgment against right. the gods exactly. of Egypt. It wasn't yeah. even against the people or even Pharaoh himself, but against the gods. Yeah, and there was ample time, I think, to repent there. Right. I mean, I know we have the blood on the doors, but if I saw a bunch of people leaving and I knew their God was being victorious week after week, I'm going to go find out what's going on. Yeah. Like, why are my crops dead and my cattle dead and yours are still alive? <laughs> so, and how many chances do you get? That's right. That's right. And sometimes we seem to think that people don't have an opportunity to convert. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they do, they could have followed the Israelites out as well. But but here's where I think the true rub is and where the real transition comes in for um people not in the faith, is that our God is about our eternal bliss and happiness in the afterlife, immortality. Mm -hmm. But in this life, he's about getting people saved. And it doesn't always coincide with everything being pleasant, rosy, and comfortable. And so we see uh, people like Rahab, for instance, referring back to the Exodus. We know what the Lord did in Egypt, and I'm going to be faithful Uh to Yahweh. So that's hard for, we, we have to help believers, we have to help unbelievers understand that transition, that the Lord is about getting people saved yeah. here. So, and I imagine there were some Egyptians. So in order to reach so a lost humanity, God will offer up yeah. a Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah, and, and his own son. Yeah, uh, because that is, that's that, right. well, and the reason we understand how the life of Bonhoeffer could be cut so short. Yes, is because this was the pattern that God showed us with his own son. That's right. Tragically short. Yeah, and it happened right. with a lot of heroes. I mean, yeah. uh, Thomas Aquinas was like 49. Right. Um, same with Blaise Pascal. A lot of these guys died young, but they had a huge impact. Uh, again, because the Lord is about um, paving the way for people to come to salvation and, mm-hmm. and to come to faith. 
And then the other thing I would add to that is that God as the giver of life stands in a relationship to life that's different than us. Mm-hmm. Is that the Lord is the creator and the resurrector has a um, different relationship, authority, and connection to life than we do. Mm-hmm. So while it would be unjust certainly for me to go in and do these sort of things <laughs> <laughs> to Egyptians or, or my neighborhood okay, next yeah, door right. or something. Um, God, God plays a different role with immortality, with receiving people home, mm-hmm. with, um, I don't know if we want to get into this today, but with salvation of children and so forth. I think there's ways we can argue for God's justice in light of his knowledge, his sovereignty, and his promise to reconcile the world to himself, right. where um, we, can, we can sort of see how he was moving in the people. Right. Um, you know, God never abdicates the role of judge. Right. We're never given that task. Nope. Uh, we're always given the task of witness. Yeah, to the unbeliever, like uh, yeah, we judge yeah, each other in right. the church, we are. but we don't judge the outside. Well, and, but but the, even in the judging of each other, it is more of accountability. That's right. That I'm, I'm calling yeah. you out to your best self. That's and right. Because I'm your friend, I'm your brother, I know you. Now, Paul, we know this is who God is in your life, and this is who he's calling you to mm-hmm. be, and that's what we want yep. to push you through. But, it, but it's never a judgment as in you're in, you're oh, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that is always reserved uh, to yeah. God and God alone. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of Christians who can resign from being judge. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and and get back to the and get back to the job of uh, of being witness to to who God is yeah. in their life. And, and, and talking uh, about the resurrection yesterday in one of our groups, uh, I went through Peter, Paul, and James as people who had radical conversions into the faith. Right. So Peter was full of fear, denying mm-hmm. Christ. Paul was a persecutor trying to destroy the church, and James mocked his brother Jesus right. and didn't believe in him. So these aren't people that we would go after to recruit to be group leaders, and yet mm-hmm. these are the founders of the of the church post Christ's right. ascension. So we got to be sensitive to who we're judging. Sort of um, welcome with open hands, be invitational, let the Spirit do His work, and sort of get out of the way. Yeah, uh, we are uh, preaching the resurrection. It is Easter, and we will uh, we'll kind of focus on that text. Uh, we're preaching from the twentieth uh, chapter of John. Mm-hmm. And uh, John is different than the Synoptic Gospels. Yeah. John tells it, um, I, I tell people, he is, he, he's the poet of the group. He doesn't really care too much about yeah. getting the history right or anything. He's more about this is what this means. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so talk to me about what, what John tells us about the resurrection. There's a, there's a hilarious story of Peter and John racing to the tomb, yeah. <laughs> and yes. John getting the, you know, I beat him. <laughs> That's right. But. Why, why is that in yeah. the text, That's you know? Right. I'm faster than Peter. Yeah. Um, you know, guys haven't changed much, I don't no. guess. Peter goes in. He still doesn't believe, but John does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Jesus appears to, to them, and his first words is, is, is peace. Yeah. Uh, so, um, to, so, Give me your response, or what do we take away from that? Now, one, so John, yes, he did believe, and he also didn't go in. So he admits right. that he beat him there, so he is faster, but right. he wasn't bold enough to enter. So he sort of um, submitted to Peter's authority there, to Peter going to check first. I think that term peace um, is essentially the sum total of what happened in the crucifixion resurrection. And we as believers really need to be sensitive to talking about the entire person and work of Jesus. Right. So, like, you're wont to say, if there is no resurrection, then Jesus was really um, an itinerant rabbi who made the wrong people angry and right. got himself killed. But because he was resurrected, then we have the vindication by the Father. Right. 
that he is Messiah, that he has inaugurated this kingdom, that he is the king. And then you have to rethink and everything right. in light of the That's resurrection. Right. And then his sinlessness is attached to that. Otherwise, he's not a worthy sacrifice. The mm -hmm. unblemished lamb we talked about right. last Sunday. And then even the incarnation to that with his true divinity being mm -hmm. attached to his true humanity. So all of it goes together into one big package. And because Jesus was obedient in that, even to the point of death, then he can say there is peace now between the Godhead and his creation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because ever since Eden, it's been sort of the cyclical attempt to return to the full presence right. of God, to get mm -hmm. back what Adam get and back, Eve yeah, what we lost. Which so is the way to understand the entire ministry of Jesus yes. is he's giving back right. to us what we lost in That's the right. fall. Yep, inaugurating Amen. the kingdom. And we see glimpses of it in Exodus, mm -hmm. captivity, freedom, promised land. But then we go back into Assyria, Babylon, right. freedom, temple King, rebuilt. King, yeah. King, and then Jesus yeah, did it we, once for yeah, all, we, kingdom inaugurated, and he'll come to It's hard to hold on to, isn't it? That's right. The, the thing that I'm, that I'm taking out of this is... Uh, that's almost the same thing that Jesus says to to the water, the the storm. They're mm. caught in the middle of that's the storm, right. and so it's peace, be still, and the waters and the wind cease. And that, and this, and then he comes to the disciples and tells them peace. Yeah, and they say, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, <laughs> and so <laughs> so so what what I'm what I'm thinking about is uh, all of us are afraid. Mm. We are nervous. Anxiety is through the roof for a variety of reasons. The economy, you know, yes. uh, world situation and all of that. And the first thing Jesus tells us is settle down. Mm -hmm. It's going to be okay. The first yeah. thing we need to hear is just be still and relax. Right. It's going to be okay. Yeah. No uh, I, so I think it's a good practice to read everything in the Gospels and everywhere else in light of Revelation 5. Right. Don't forget about your king walking into the throne room, taking right. the universe and the praises. Everything there. Like that's our God. That's mm -hmm. the side we're on. And so death, I mean, Paul goes to the point of mocking death. Where is your sting, mm -hmm. O oh death? I mean, yeah. We're not afraid of you anymore because mm -hmm. this guy's ruled and this guy's king. So we as Christians ought to have the most liberty, the most freedom. Yeah, um, to live. It's not to say we don't get persecuted um, in the sense of these oppressive powers and so forth that give us these anxieties mm -hmm. and submit to those things. But the, the text and the spirit always restore us to that place of liberty. Yeah, and joy. Where we can live boldly. Mm. And I've got to get all that in about 20 or 25 minutes on yeah. Easter Sunday, so. That's why they pay we you the will big bucks, be looking man. forward to it. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at our services. We've got uh, four services here. Uh, no, actually, got six services. We've got 7, 8, 30, 10, and 11, 30. And then we've got like 8, 15. Or there's, there's if you come late to 8, <laughs> we'll right. put it up on the website. I know where I have to be, and that's that's the yeah. only thing. And then when the choir quits singing, then I stand up. So that's kind of that's kind of the way I yeah. know where I'm where I'm supposed to be. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing you Sunday uh, this uh, Easter, and uh, be sure to be here and bring a friend. We'll see you there.